Hello everyone and welcome to the Groundswell Podcast. Today I'm so excited to be here at Sargent Memorial Presbyterian Church in Northeast DC with Reverend Juan Guthrie. Um, Thank you so much for being here with us today. So glad to be here. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Great, Um, great, great. Happy to be here. Maybe we could just start um, just by you telling us a little bit more about yourself and how you got here. Um, a native of North Carolina, Greensboro, um, Went into the ministry in 1991, uh, had churches in North Carolina, also uh, served a church in Atlanta, Georgia, um, as well as uh, before I got here, I was in uh, Harlem, New York City for 10 years. And so I've been here at um, uh, Sergeant Memorial Presbyterian Church for uh, 18 years, probably about 18 and a half years. I got here in uh, July of uh, 2005. And so it's been a great, great uh, experiences, you know, ebbs and flows like all professions, but uh, it's been a good experience, especially, you know, to see the the, 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 the growth and the maturation of, of the, the environment and the community in the city of uh, the District of Columbia. The solar array here at Sargent Memorial will serve 73 local income qualified households who will receive up to $500 a year in clean energy savings, which is an amazing thing for yes. not only the church, but the surrounding community. Yep. Um, and so in your speech at the ribbon cutting celebration that we had in June, you said that this project started off as a selfish endeavor. Right. So can you walk us through the process of developing this project and how your vision for the community solar array evolved? Yeah, I mean, um, I've for, for quite some time, I've always been interested in green energy and environmental conservation. And uh, and like uh, Brother Mike uh, from Empowerment Temple, AME Church, and I were just talking because uh, uh, his uh, former pastor, Jamal Bryan, and I uh, had begun a relationship with uh, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, uh, Ambrose, Dr. Ambrose Carroll. And we were in seminary together. So, you know, in 1991, we were talking about how can... Because, you know, anytime you have a nonprofit organization, even a business, it's always going to be financial, economic hindrance that keeps you from doing all the things that you wanted to do. And so when you look at uh, green energy, I mean, it's free. Right. You know, when you look at solar, you look at wind, you look at hydro, even, even when you look at geothermal, I mean, you know, these are things that are provided by God's creation the earth. How do you integrate that with the church? Well, even when you think of, you know, you know, what is green energy? You know, what is environmental con- conservation? A lot of that, um, you connect with people of means. I mean, who drives EVs? You know, people who do well. Who has solar panels on their home? People, people who, who can do afford well. it. Yeah, yeah, who do well. And the reality is, who are the people who need it? The people, people who are financially strapped. Because, I mean, even when you look at, you know, a capitalist uh, system, um, a lot of times uh, you you say uh, 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 income disparity. But there's something greater than income disparity, and that is the cost of living to live. So if, if, if you're strapped down with, you know, rent, mortgage, car payment, you gotta put gas in your car, gotta get oil changed, you got to get new tires. You know, you're thinking about your light bill. You know, kids turn the lights off. You know, why is somebody having the TV on and nobody's watching it? And these are the things that put, you know, stress on a household. 
Right. You know, because I mean, you know, when that radio is playing, that's a cause. When that TV is on, that's a cause. You know, when you're using your blow dryer, you know, that's a cause. The things that you use, that's a cause. When you plug your phone in, and I mean, even when you think about right now, you know, everything that you have plugged in um, at this desk, there's a cause. And so how do you narrow that? And that's green energy. Definitely. And I think that's something so important about this project is that it's allowing people who typically would not be able to get involved in the reducing your carbon footprint in the green energy movement just because they have so many other things to worry about because of their energy burden, because of the cost of living today. It's giving them the opportunity to not only save on their energy bill, but participate in this greater um, environmental movement, which is awesome. Yes, yes, yes. So what have you learned about Community Solar throughout the development of this project? Like I said, when we began uh, this project, uh, it it was a selfish project. It was, you know, how can we have more money to do mission and ministry? Mm -hmm. And that's budgetary, that's financial. And so if we're able to decrease our utilities, then we'll have more money, more cash, you know, more, more, more moolah to be able to do ministry. And so, you know, um, um, in a way to narrow that was to, you know, look at a green project like solar and say, we can't be off the grid and be independent. And uh, God had another plan. And in the sense of uh, when we had the understanding that there was something going on beyond us that could turn what we desired into something that's more ubiquitous. We could be the picture that fills everybody's cup, not just us. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's projects like this that does not just reach out to those who have means, but reach out to, that reaches out to people who do have means. Um, that's that's what communities of faith should be about, be, a, be about, regardless of uh, their religion or their denominations. That way, I mean, we're supposed to support and feed and and. Uh, clothe the And that brings me to a question that we didn't prepare before, but I don't feel like I'm going to catch you off guard. But thinking about this project, and then you think about um, the resilience hubs in Baltimore that are Mm -hmm. often connected with the church Mm -hmm. and other um, churches that have community solar projects, you see kind of a pattern of faith-based institutions Mm -hmm. getting involved in community center green energy projects. Mm -hmm. So my question for you would be, how does your faith kind of influence and intersect with your advocacy Mm -hmm. and just development in the community as a whole. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And so um, we could say, you know, a lot of times when people talk about that, they use it in the the sense of money, but it's also in the sense of passion of energy. You know, what are you, what are you spending time doing? Mm -hmm. And the efforts and the energy that you're spending time doing, that's where your heart is. And so um, if we're just, you know, singing on Sunday and lifting the offering and everybody feels good and everybody feels happy and they feel motivated, inspired to have a good day and a good week. I mean, that's fine. But our passion is beyond that. Our passion is the people, you know, and to to, to be able to to, to make an impact in people's lives, no matter how small medium or large, you know, some kind of impact. And so uh, I think the, the, the most difficult thing uh, in our, you know, 21st century and in society now is, you know, people equate impact 
as in silence. But impact is anything that makes a difference in somebody's life. And so that could be one person, that could be 100 people, that could be 1,000 people, that could be 100,000 people, that could be 1 million people, you know, you know. So, but you, you say you start with the one, yeah. have an impact on the one life and hope that, you know, it multiplies. And I think a large part of the success within this project is that it was community-centered, listening to the needs of the community first. So um, could you maybe discuss the importance of community-centered development and how this played a role in the overall success of this project? I think, you know, it's it's a commonality. We don't know each other, but there's some commonality that we have as human beings. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, you like to drink water. I like to drink water. You need water, I need water. We're different, but yet we have this need. You know, most people think because of exposure that they don't need green energy, that they don't need clean water, that they don't need um, um, environmental uh, conservation. Because a lot of times what they've been exposed to is the, the fossil fuel energy. And so, you know, that being said, why do we have such a large industrial uh, a complex of, of fossil fuels. It's because fossil fuels can be monetized. People can make money off of it. And it's just like, okay. But when you look at energy from the sun, there's a question of how can you monetize? I mean, it's there. We don't have any control over it. You know, we ain't got the drill for it. We ain't got the scan for it. It's there. Right. God willing, it'll go up, you know, it'll come it'll be in there. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> and so, you know, that being said, and um and and just the universal and the infinite power of the sun and natural resources. And I mean, you know, you think about uh, uh, songs. Uh, uh, I don't know if you know uh, Parliament. He has a song called Flashlight. Okay. And there's a part of it that says everybody needs a little light under the sun. And so now a part of it's flashlight. You have flashlight. I have a flashlight. We all flash your flashlights. But we all, you have your flashlight, you might have a, a floodlight. But I got a little itty bitty pin flashlight. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you have the sun, which gives everybody. Right, shine on everyone equally. There you go. So, so you do flashlight, body needs a little light. Other the sun, other the sun. Well, now that we're on that happy tune, yes, what are your hopes for the future of the Sergeant Memorial community? That, and this is just a life goal, that we're not so heavily bound that we're no earthly good, you know. And uh, that, you know, we stay grounded in our faith enough to be useful to people and make a difference in people's lives. So, you know, we're all God's children. Knowing that we're all God's children, uh, regardless if you're a Christian or you're a non-Christian, you know, I think and hope and believe and have faith that our impact will be on all people. Did you face any challenges or obstacles during the development of this project? And how did you overcome those challenges? Uh, Of course. Um, Anytime you uh, do something new that's not well known, um, that is, you know, somewhat questionable. And um, then you have most people, not all people, operate on experience, what they understand, what they know. Even now, you know, with uh, Brad and Mike and Michelle, and, you know, Richard and, you know, uh, David and even you, I'm learning new stuff every day. 
you know, I'm learning stuff about, you know, the magnitude and the impact of our project, um, new things that we can do. I was just talking to Brother Mike, and, you know, we're talking about a, a e-bike uh, charging station and a, also an EV charging station, which also would be helpful. You know, I drive an EV, so, yeah, it'd be helpful to me. Nice. You know, I'll have to pay, you know, but, but, I mean, you know, even with that, to say we're able to monetize, you know, this, you know, project that we have. And so um, the educational part and, you know, people still, even though it's up, have questions and uncertainty, but that's a part of life. That's a part of life. The more familiar uh, we become with it, the more comfortable we become with it, the more that we see uh, what it's able to do. Because I think, you know, the greater thing is, you know, um, um, even with the initiation of it, these are all guesstimates and we won't know probably for a few years you know, how impactful, you know, how much uh, this solar array will actually generate. And I think a big theme in what you're, what you have been saying is that a lot of people, they don't know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. And I think education is such a broader piece. And then that kind of that phrase, each one teach one, I think it's the responsibility of us. And then you teaching your congregation, and then they can go on and teach the community about the benefits of community solar, because people don't know what to ask for if they don't have the tools to ask for it. So I think that's a huge piece. So just thinking about that, and if each person teaches one, and if this grows and more churches want to get involved, what do you think the impact will be if other churches or faith-based organizations take part in community solar projects? I mean, you know, just just, just um, what I talked about in the beginning, cost of living. If we can impact the cost of living, and, you know, and the thing that people don't realize, it costs when you look overall, more to live, quote unquote, in the hood than it does in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, uh, uh, a half a gallon of milk costs $9 at the bodega or the corner store. Right. Whereas if you went to Safeway, it might be like $3. So people don't even realize poor people pay a premium being poor. And so when we continue to work on these issues, that, that that straddle us and strap us down. Um, because, you know, you say, okay, it doesn't straddle and strap me down. You know, I'm here and you're wherever you are. But there is the butterfly effect of, of the commonality of living and being and understanding that, you know, when, when one person suffers, you know, even though you might be distanced, another person is affected. And the first time I think since the, the polio outbreak, that we see the reality of that was the, the, the COVID pandemic, where people thought that, you know, I can hide in my home and 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 be away from people, but somehow, some way, that COVID-19 got to them. So it wasn't a poor per person's condition, it wasn't a rich person's condition, it wasn't a black person's condition, it wasn't a white, you know, you know, you go down, uh, you know, all the descriptions, adjectives or whatever. You know, it was a human condition. And when we look at economics, I mean, yeah, I mean, economics is like, uh, can be like a virus, but it can also be like a vaccine. That was a great point. How do you see this project connecting to the broader community and the mission of your church? Once you experience something, it's easier for uh, uh, people to come along. You know, because the commonality, you know, I'll look at something because I trust you. You know, you my girl, you say it's all right, I'm with you. Right. And so then that means, okay. And so, yeah. And so that is um, the health and the help part 
that there are going to be pioneers, trailblazers. And, you know, I've never had a problem being in front of the other line. So, you know, us being uh, at the front of the line and as well, uh, uh, Florida Avenue Baptist Church uh, over there by Howard University mm -hmm. um, being uh, one of the first congregations to actually have solar in the district. Um, and they're trailblazers. I, I can't remember what their pastor's name is, but I remember uh, talking to him in uh, uh, 2007 when we first started talking about our own solar project. So you can do the math on how many years that's been. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's when we first got started. So a lot of years yeah. coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, he was very gracious, very informative. And if you go uh, into the interest of Florida Avenue Bap Baptist Church, you'll see, and they have like a, a, a panel, and I guess that, you know, has, you know, zigs and zags and, you know, likes and, you know, no, you know, I, I always laugh because people look at that, they don't know what that means, but they know something is going something's on. Something's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so thank God for people like him, you know, but there still is the reality of people who don't like progress and people who don't like things that are, are different from uh, uh, what they understand. I mean, you uh, you know, you think about it. Because I, I was thinking about this because uh, when I was leaving home, because they were talking about, you know, President Jimmy Carter. You know who he is? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, you know, from uh, 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 Georgia, I think Plainsville, Georgia was. He did uh, a lot for clean energy. Okay, yeah. When he, what, 1978, 79, he put solar panels on the White House. Yeah. And you know, one of the out of all the problems and issues in the world, one of the first things that Ronald President Ronald Reagan did took him off. He took him back. I mean, okay, think yeah. about that. Yeah. But it's not even what they do, but what they well, to some people in mind what it represents. You yeah. know, it re represents independence. It represents freedom. And you know, this is supposed to be the country. You know, home of the brave, home of the free, and home of the brave, and all of that stuff. And so, when people, you know, uh, are brave and they are courageous and they uh, express their in independence and they try to do things that are helpful, then you know, you see what happens. Right. You know, and I mean, you know, you know, in my lifetime, maybe not yours, but in my lifetime, you know, you see stuff like that where you say, "Wow, a president." You know, you know, was able to put solar panel. I mean, when nobody really knew what it was. Yeah. You know, but him being an engineer, but being knowledgeable, and knowing that this is something that would save our country. Yeah. Money, and uh, as soon as he left, took him right off. Yep. Mm -hmm. I think that there are people that look at change, no matter if it's something that's beneficial for everyone and they just see it as change yeah, and true. when they're in a more traditional mindset it's harder for them to let go of that mm -hmm. but I think if people like you mm -hmm. and other churches continue to be trailblazers in the clean energy movement I think what a lot of people don't realize is that especially in the black community their most trusted person in their life it's not a politician it's their pastor mm -hmm. so if if the pastor is telling them you know, this is this is the way forward. The clean energy way is the way forward. I think the the ripple effect it's it's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I think, and and I mean, it's a reality, and I don't knock it. You know, people do what they have the capacity to do, and uh, I would never question anybody's calling. But I mean, you know, some clergy are pastors and some are politicians, and so some people only you know, serve a certain segment of people and congregate, not just in the congregation, in the community, in the city. So if we have like-minded 
ideas and theologies and, and philosophies. Okay, you know, yo, we good. Uh, so when you have that, you know, mental, emotional, and spiritual segregation, um, it makes it more different and, and difficult. And so um, segregation comes in, you know, multiple facets and paradigms. And so uh, when you see that, people do see things as segregated and, and it goes beyond black and white. It goes by, you know, philosophy, theology, politics, you know, you know, where you live, right. you know, who you hang with, what kind of clothes you wear, you know, what kind of car you drive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if mm-hmm. there's anything else you want to add or leave us with. No, thank you for your time. All right. Thank God you so bless much. You. <laughs> thank you. God yeah. bless. And thank Wish you so you much. And pray that you have a lot of success. And thank you to uh, Groundswell and uh, Green Community for uh, allowing us to be a part of this. God bless. All right. Thank you so much.